greetings, Build Lover Entities. It is a joy once again to have this opportunity to chat with people who are so intent on improving their lot, in expanding their awareness, in becoming more of the divine entity that you came here to be. Because that is, in fact, uh, what a great deal of your uh, self-imposed assignment, shall we say, is in coming to live in third dimension on the planet Earth during these years, is to be that divine spark that can touch other people. It doesn't mean that you've got to do anything particular, that you've got to go out and preach to the mobs or anything like that, not at all. It just means that we invite you to cause yourself to be aware of the divinity within you so that you can feel that expansiveness, that... Um, desire for interaction among other entities. Now, there, of course, are among you, this woman included, uh, who are basically hermits and prefer to not have to interact a heck of a lot uh, under any circumstances. But, of course, one <laughs> does. And it is important when you are in that space to grant yourself to be the divine entities that you are, and know that as you go into your world, you are there to touch others with that divine spark, to, to sort of convey to others and emit the energy to others of their own divinity, of their own brilliance. And the way that you do that is that you see somebody having a rough time and you just sort of touch them lightly on the shoulder and say, can I do anything to help you? Or even if you're just passing somebody on the street who's scowling and you smile at them and say, good morning, happy to see you. You have no idea such a simple action has such an effect on people. Now, there are some, of course, who will have the opposite of a response from what your intention was, but that is only because they are unable in that moment to receive what you are offering. But down the road, 10 minutes from then, an hour from then, they will get the feeling, they will understand, they will receive. And so it is all about giving what you have to give and not worrying much at all about how it is received. If you give in love and divine expression, you can't go wrong. If another responds in a negative way, you bless them and move on. You don't stick around and try and talk them into their own divinity. You just bless them inside yourself. You don't even have to say the words. You send out an energy of pink and white light and you move on your way. It is what comes from you that grows and expands you and what you are on your day-to-day -day travels and excursions into the grocery store and to coffee with a friend or whatever to bear in mind that you are God and you are here to let others know that they too are divine beings and that their purpose on earth is to expand awareness and experience to take back to source so that source continues to expand and grow in its awareness and its ability to have impact on others and to bless others and encourage others 
and bring them what they need for that life's journey in order to grow into what they came to grow into. What do you think about that? Big assignment? <laughs> no thoughts? So, so you're saying that we do, we, we affect people and we don't worry about how, how they receive it. You don't worry about how they receive it as long as you are bringing them to a sense of divine love. If you are angry, then you want to absolutely take care of how other people are responding to you. If you are uh, disdainful, if you are, if you are impatient, you want to be aware of that and somehow manage to um, transform that emotion, that sensation, that feeling into one of gentle and and giving and sharing. Um, but. If somebody has been, well, you have to be discerning, as you have said in the title of your program today. You must discern whether or not there is something you can do to help or not. If something you have done elicits a response of anger or disdain or get out of my face, then you just say, sure thing, see you later and you go on your way. If, on the other hand, what you are doing brings up a response that has absolutely bears no relation at all to what you have said and what you are feeling, then you know that it is something within them, which it always is anyway, that you can't do anything about. So you must be discerning. And that is a very big part of expanding your awareness and evolving yourself as divine human is being able to discern and ascertain what's going on in any given moment. And most of you have gotten really good at that. And you may congratulate yourselves that you have actually taken the conscious choice to grow your ability to be aware because that is vitally important. And the other aspect, the other element of what is vitally important is allowing and we talk about this all the time, is allow all to be who they are until they come to you and say, help me. And then you can do something more active, more mm, louder. But other than that, you are a presence that bestows love and blessing and divine energy. And you give them the space to be who they are. And you don't judge, which is, of course, very challenging for the human mind to not judge. We understand that. But you do to the best of your ability. You don't judge. You just allow. And when your feelings are hurt, which happens so easily among human beings, when your feelings are hurt by something somebody says in response to what you've done or what's, if, by something that somebody says to you under whatever circumstances, your first thing to remember after you, of course, gasp in the hurt feeling is that has nothing to do with me. That has to do with them and where they're coming from. And I forgive their inability to understand how to express their own pain 
in a way that could be productive and evolutionary. So I have a question about that. All right. <laughs> so I understand not getting caught up in other people's dramas abstractly, but then they, um, they want you to be involved in them. And discernment is knowing, I think, in part, how not to get involved. So, for example, uh, a guy that I know wrote me that he's he was very hurt by something I said or did. And I know that this guy is a drama queen. And he just wants to start a fight, basically. Um, and I don't want to, you know, go down the processing road with him because it's, you know, he he looks unproductive, unproductive, right? Completely unproductive. And I know this. So in a way, how is it given that I think many people are experiencing lots of different kind of trauma and part of experiencing trauma is that you create trauma, you, you want to get other people involved in it, right? Yes. To, so how is it that if you are an empathetic person, as I'm assuming that everybody here on the call is, that you maintain the ability to say, okay, this is a fight that I know I'm not going to win. And, you know, he wants me to, he wants to go a couple rounds with me and I don't really want to go there. How is it you just, how is it that you exercise discernment in situations where people want to engage you in their drama? You simply say to them, I see you're in a really bad place right now and I don't think there's anything I can do to help you. So I think we're going to uh, terminate this conversation for now. Call me when you're feeling better. Uh, interesting. Okay. You simply disengage in a very loving, kind, gentle way. Because in that guy's case, particularly, um, stemming from quite a young age, it was the only way he could get the attention he wanted. And so it became a very bad habit. It's a habit, but it's a bad habit. Uh, it, for him, that it just evolved into his personality. It, be, it is what he became, was what you call a drama queen. And he doesn't understand that it is unproductive, it is in fact counterproductive. Um, so if you don't want to disengage that immediately, the next thing the, the, to try would be to say to him, what do you want? Not what do you want from me? What do you want? Mm -hmm. And in many of these cases, they will start ranting about something or it will baffle them to the point where they stop talking altogether. But if you say to them, what do you want? And they say, I want you to take care of me in whatever form that takes in that particular instance. And then you say to them, I'm sorry, I can't. Mm -hmm. And you do that two or three times and they will stop coming to you in that frame of mind. You don't get emotional about it. You don't get all wrapped up in their drama. You stay calm. You make sure that you feel the divine spark of compassion within you as you say to them, I'm sorry, I can't help you. 
Interesting. And then you have to deal with your own fear of being disliked and rejected because you have not fulfilled your part of the bargain in that relationship. Right. And as a recovering people pleaser, I feel that very frequently. <laughs> like I should take care of people. And so indeed, but you, it's not your job. Mm -hmm. It's your job to make art and share your gifts with the world and, um, and evolve yourself into being wholly self-accepting of all that you are. And when you want to please somebody, you first got to ask yourself, is it going to help that person? Is it going to upset me? Am I going to be resentful about this? There are times, of course, when pleasing something is absolute, somebody is absolutely the right thing to do. That is where discernment comes in. Hmm. But in the case of drama queens and people who just want somebody to pound their fists against, eh, metaphorically, um, that is not your job. And it doesn't serve you. Because the more you can allow yourself to be you, wholly who you are, and, and of course that is a process of discovery. You try this and this is how it makes you feel. You try this and this is how it makes you feel. And you discover more about your essential self in experimentation. And the more that you can become and, and live from the truth of who you are, essentially, the more you have to give to others because you spend less time protecting yourself from the onslaught. Do you understand? And this applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to open it up for questions, but I want to ask you one other question, which is just about what we talked about, because you focused on discernment. Um, and before we were talking about focusing and some of the difficulties that we have in focusing. Um, and I'm wondering if you uh, could give us any advice given our discussion about um, oftentimes feeling, um, uh, for example, difficulty with changing the schedule or not finishing things on the list or even looking at them in my case. Um, well, in your case, of course, and we have discussed this many, many times about the multitude of projects and ideas that are constantly sort of beating down your door for attention and action. Um, and, and we continue to maintain that limiting your ongoing projects to three at a time is still the most beneficial for you. And, uh, and the most productive and the, and the most um, probability that you will reach conclusion and completion on all of them if you will do that. Uh, we understand how difficult it is, but we also want to make sure that you all understand that when you have difficulties such as these things, it has to do as much with fear as it does with a lack of discipline or with a mood or with any of the other things you will say are going on. It is uh, almost always about fear. If you were, for instance, to limit your activity to the three most interesting projects to you at any given time, 
you would have to face the fear that you can't accomplish any of them in a really terrific way, which is the basic fear that keeps you from completing most things. What do you think about that? I think that's absolutely true. <laughs> and so it becomes a bit of a discipline and requires a lot of support from others who care about you to keep you focused. Um, so I, it would appear to us that in all cases that we are looking at as we look at your situations, all of you, it, it is a matter of there is an element of fear involved in the not doing. And so it is to say to yourself, what exactly am I afraid of? And what would happen if it actually happened? Would I die? Would the world come crashing down on my head? Would everybody abandon me? And the answer to all of those is no. Well, yes, you'll die eventually, but, uh, but that's not the thing that really keeps you from doing and accomplishing. It is the fear that you will not um, complete successfully. It is the fear that you will have wasted your time. That's a big one with a lot of people is, well, if I take a lot of time and attention and effort in this project and it doesn't turn out, I will have wasted all that time and energy. And that is a big fear for a lot of people. So bear in mind that even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, you can take a look at everything you learned along the way that will then contribute to the next project that will most likely work out perfectly. It's not so much to think in terms of there being purpose to all things, even though there is. It is a matter more of looking at having experiences. And the fact that there is no, you're not getting graded on your experiences. <laughs> your experiences are contributions to your ability to take the next step, to make the next decision, to choose the next project. They're all valuable. And the only reason people do not learn from their experiences is that they consider themselves failures because of them. You are not failures. And we beg you to get over that sensation that if it doesn't come out according to the original vision, if it doesn't come out and actually costs me more than I expected to have to put into it, that doesn't make it a failure. It makes it an experience. And there are no grades on your experience. What do you think? Would somebody like to ask a question? That was beautiful. Thank you. Indeed. Yeah, that's Thank perfect. You. I like the, it's an experience, not a failure. And no grade. Exactly. It helps to shift the emotion of it and allow you some encouragement to carry <clears throat> on. Right. Mm -hmm. um, in a question regarding, uh, how do I phrase this? Fear of experiencing something creative. 
as not being valuable as other experiences. Now, I, I listened to, to what you said about every experience teaches you the next, not teaches you, but allows you to expand on your next experience. Yes. But I'm, I'm having great deal of difficulty allowing the creative side to be as valuable as others. Because you are comparing yourself to people whose creativity has made them lots of money. Mm -hmm. Ah. Mm -hmm. And that is um, about as unproductive an exercise as one could engage in. So the idea for you to plant in your heart is that all creativity is valuable. And what you are looking to is the sense of satisfaction at having created something you like, okay. rather than looking at what you create and saying it's not good enough. Because that is a habit that you've had your whole life because you were bombarded with it's not good enough and a lack of satisfaction and criticism and as a, as a child, and it's just, you have done wondrous work on yourself to come out of and move away from those teachings and those beliefs about yourself. So now it is the next step. It is to disregard the idea of someone else's success and pay attention only to the process of creativity and how exciting it is to you. And it is exciting to you. You just tamp down your excitement and create fear where none existed out of a sense of not being a famous, rich artist. Yet. Mm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Do you understand? Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. So it is to grant yourself the experience of being in the process of creating and allowing that experience to fill you with the joy that it fills you with, because it does. Mm -hmm. Even when you are drawing little stick figures, you are having such a grand time. And that is some of the most productive, expansive, evolutionary experiences you can grant yourself is the fun that you have in the little projects that you do, in your weekly art, in your photography, in your uh, putting things together in order to create an image. That is the fun of it. Yes, of course, you challenge yourself, and that is an absolutely legitimate thing to, for anybody to do, to be challenging yourself, to be more, to be better, to be... Mm, mm, better. Uh, but that does not preclude taking absolute complete joy in what it is you are doing this time, in this day's work. What do you think? I have some work to do. <laughs> and how do you propose to do that work? Um, I, For me, it's like 
as you know, I made a commit. I have a com accountability partner that I yes. do at least a half hour of creativity a week. Yes. So that means while I'm doing it is not to feel guilty that I'm taking that time to do it and recognizing that that's what I'm doing and starting to laugh at it because when I laugh at something, it dispels it. Absolutely. And understand as well, all of that is absolutely true. And it is a matter of setting your consciousness prior to sitting down to the art piece. Is setting your consciousness to say, this is a 30-minute span of time of joy and creativity and laughter and perhaps some music. Mm -hmm. And understand as well that that 30 minutes every week is expanding your horizon of creative possibility when you go to your other projects. Mm -hmm. You don't understand that. You no, I do it. understand it. Because it's true. Understand. Everything contributes to everything else. It may not seem like it at the time, but if you can allow yourself to know that that is true, perhaps you can give yourself a little more permission to let go the guilt over whatever it is that's causing you to feel guilty, that is probably the most counterproductive emotion humans ever experience, and allow yourself the joy and the happiness Hi. and the bubbling up. Hey. Okay. Try it. Got it. Got it. Write yourself, before you sit down to do your 30 minutes, write down, this is going to be fun. And I am happy to be doing it. Okay. And see how that works for you. Thank you. Indeed. Bless you. Who else has a question? How do you respond to the issues of the day? Is that not what your part of your topic was about today? What was your topic about today? The, the topic was uh, discernment and how to focus on what matters most. Um, and the, the complication, of course, is that we're living in a very turbulent time um, where there are a lot of external distractions in addition to the internal ones that we have talked about. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Um, so we have actually covered a lot of what you can do about that in this little dialogue, mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? Yes. And, and the, other, the other note that we would give uh, in addition to that is, again, it is a matter of discernment. How much of the outside turbulence do you want to take in? How, how much uh, news do you want to watch or listen to? How much do you want to engage in that which is not particularly joyful in your lives? Now, that is not to say that you're to shut yourselves away and ignore your world. Not at all. But it is to say, pick and choose. Mm -hmm. If you want to know what's going on in your outside world, in your politics, in your government, in your uh, community, in all of these things, pick, pick the news program that gives you the kind of information you want to hear. Uh, look at the websites that give you the kind of information that you want to hear. Do not feel obliged in any way, shape, or form to be up to date on the goings-on in your world. You will make a much 
more impactful contribution by developing your ability to be joyful. Hmm. Your creativity and in the expansiveness of what you bring into your world out of a sense of desire, enthusiasm, and interest. Then loading yourself up with information about things that you can't really do anything about. You can be more effective by emitting joy and enthusiasm into your surroundings by being it than by becoming depressed over things that you cannot do anything to ameliorate. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so let us just leave you with the idea of starting your day every day by looking in the mirror and saying to the image in the mirror, blessed be I and all that I am, so be it. And then you go about your day and allow the blessing that you are to touch everyone you encounter in the course of that day. So be it. Bless you all. Let us do this again. <laughs>